0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee Podcast. Now, today, listeners, you're in for a real treat. And the reason I say that is that the guest that I'm just about to introduce, it's taken us quite a while to get to this point where uh, Harling has been on my podcast. And we've done a couple of podcast recordings where we've been guests together. And we've worked together for a number of years and for those of you who have been following this podcast, you will remember podcast episode 101, which was Lisa. And Lisa talked about a guy that she was married to. And we, we had a little bit of a dig at this guy. Well, Harlan is that guy. And that's the guy we'll talk about. And he's the guest today. So, Harlan, Harlan Hammock is a sought after business and leadership coach. He's the author, speaker and host of the popular podcast, The Courage to Lead, which, as you know, listeners, it's always slightly intimidating when you get another podcaster on any kind of podcast. And Harlan now helps, particularly with his current focus, new consultants and high-performing professionals to break free of the corporate nine-to-five, embracing their zone, get it right, embracing the zone of genius, and to launch their independent consulting business. Now, we all want to find that Joan, or Zone, of genius. Welcome to today's podcast, Harlem.
1: Thanks, Simon. It's great to be
0: here. Thank you. So as this episode is being recorded, we're going to be in the episode 190. I can't believe it took us 90 episodes since speaking to your wife, Lisa, uh, <laughs> to actually get this date set and get it on there. But I'm so, so pleased that you're joining me on today's Uh, podcast and you're going to give some real value I know to our our listeners today. So I just want to start before we start talking about coffee and what we're drinking you've done something that I'm very envious of okay Um, and we've talked about this many times you know I've got lots of animals at home and very very tied to the location that I live and when we first met You lived in Atlanta, Georgia, but you've actually decided to go sort of, uh, I don't want to use the phrase because it's overused, I think, a little bit, but digital nomad, haven't you? Because you're doing much more than just working in different places. You know, you're really, really going on a road trip around the States at the moment and then further afield. Tell us a little bit more about that and what led to that decision. Yeah, what led to it was my niece and nephew.
1: They're uh, 20-somethings living on the West Coast here in the U S and both had great jobs, but the cost of living in California is pretty, pretty high, pretty expensive. Mm. So they were looking into alternatives and they knew some people who were roamers or digital nomads. Mm. So they decided they were going to do that. And when they talked about their adventures, my wife and I, Lisa, we were sitting there talking and it's like, you know, we don't have pets. We don't have uh, kids we're pretty much debt-free. Why are we sitting here in Atlanta when we could be doing the same work, Online, from the mountains, from the beach, you know, from anywhere. So we okay. sold everything, uh, downsized to one vehicle, and now we're traveling around the U.S., uh, staying in Airbnbs. We're not in an RV, like a yeah. lot of people think. Uh, we're staying in Airbnbs. Um, we're working, but we're we're getting out and seeing parts of the country we haven't been able to see before. You know, for yeah. years we were both consultants. We would travel Monday through Friday. We travel to a client site we we spent a lot of time in the client site or at the hotel but didn't really get out to see um, the cities so that's what we're trying to do now is get out and see as much of the
0: country as we can yeah and that's interesting you took me back to a riddle that i had with friends and family and my wife some years ago um five five or six years ago and we loved majorca in spain uh, the island of majorca and we had lots of holidays there, and lots of vacations, and we had our honeymoon in Majorca. And it was our, I think it was our 20th or 25th wedding anniversary, I think it was 25th wedding anniversary. And I said, I'm going to take Angela to somewhere very special. And the riddle was, we're going to somewhere that we've been to lots of times, but we've never been to before. And I had this going on for about a year and a half, about 18 months, and people couldn't guess where it was. But like you've just said there, we had flown into Palma, the capital of Mallorca, many, many times. But all we'd seen was the inside of the airport and a brief, uh, although limited, sort of aspect of it as we headed out on the coach. And we'd never actually been into Palma. So we stayed in Palma and we explored the city we saw the sites that we would never ever do if we just stayed in either in the hotel uh, or in the airport etc so you you do you do miss some of those sites and some of those experiences by just visiting for work or uh, just flying sure. in and flying out don't you i've i've flown I've yeah. into geneva lots of times but i've never been to switzerland and i've never seen geneva what a shame yeah yeah we would fly into a a, a city for a
1: client site we'd Go from the airport to the client site to the restaurant to the hotel to the client site to the restaurant to the hotel and then we'd fly home on the weekend if we stayed over maybe we'd get out and see something so that's something we're trying to do we get done with our day usually now that we're on the west coast time all of our clients are on the east coast so we get done usually about two o'clock in the afternoon and then we go out exploring
0: yeah that sounds, sounds great i'm saying very very envious and i know a lot of the listeners uh, will be thinking oh do you know what and that's if there's one reason Listeners to reach out to Holland. that in itself is one reason why right Um, So a bit of masterclass there on uh, digital roaming. So let's, let's talk about the, 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 the drink that we have today. So I mentioned to you, I'm in a unique situation today because usually I have either tea or coffee or honey and lemon. And actually today I've got coffee and I've got tea because my voice is feeling a little bit of pressure today after talking all morning as it is my time. I know it's early morning for you, but tell us a little bit about what you're drinking, Harling, and why. I love
1: coffee. So every morning I start with coffee. Right now uh, I'm drinking, it's called CAF, and it's from the Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, my son-in-law, Dave, uh, has a subscription to a Black Rifle Coffee, and he gets coffee every month. And he's got some backed up, so he brought some over to share. Um, the Black Rifle Coffee Company was started by... Uh, four U.S. Army Green Beret veterans. And now they're doing a lot of veteran, uh, helping veterans start their own businesses. They, they want to employ 10,000 veterans. And uh, so they come up with their different coffee brands. And this is the CAF coffee is a medium roast, high caffeine. and
0: uh, Right, yeah, good. Very good. Yeah, I must admit, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's done me this morning. I've been out for a one-to-one client session and I've met, Met him somewhere I don't normally meet, and I had one of their coffees, and it was like syrup. It was so strong, and I could just as I was, and I said, "Oh, I have a large one" because I was quite thirsty, and I just sat there, and it felt like someone was putting my head in a vise. You know, it was just <laughs> way too much. Um, and in normal circumstances, a bit quite nice, but in a working circumstance, yeah, it wasn't wasn't so much fun. So, h- how do you take the coffee, Harlem? Straight, just black, no cream, sugar. Great.
1: Perfect. Black.
0: yeah, Good. I'm glad about that. Uh, and I know some listeners are saying, oh, yeah, well, we've had different people say cream and different syrups. And I think the most important thing, and we say this over and over again, it's about taking the coffee the way that you enjoy it, not being trendy or trying something new. I mean, the the whole thing we have here in the UK, everybody seems to be having a flat white. One, I still don't understand what a flat white is. And I've read it, people have told me, but I still think it just sounds like a coffee with milk. Um, and I know people say, no, it's much more than that. But, yeah, we need to drink it the way that we enjoy it, absolutely. And uh, is there a particular favourite coffee that you you have when you're not drinking your brother-in-law's or your son-in-law's coffee?
1: Um, no. I, I, I'm not really a coffee snob, okay. uh, but I do like... Um, a, a darker roast usually and yeah. of course caffeine um there was a coffee that i had for a while called death wish coffee <laughs> yeah, and so supposedly it was five times the caffeine level um i'm not sure if that's true but yeah i just i just enjoy coffee you know where i really like coffee is out camping
0: mm, you know okay. you put your little little coffee pot on the fire and uh yeah 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 well, hold that thought. We'll come back to that at the end of the podcast. Okay. So that's great. <laughs> great to know. You give me a great idea there. So, thinking about your your own business, um, you know, your coaching consulting business, uh, give us a little bit of the backstory because I think this is important to what we're going to talk about in this next sec section. Because you know, I introduced you as someone who helps new consultants and high performing professionals find their their zone of genius, but for many that are perhaps in that nine to five corporate, they're in mid management. They might be exiting the business at some point in the future and retiring and just don't want to hang up their, their jacket yet. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. And I know it probably involves Lisa as well, cause she mentioned it in her sure. podcast episode, but just tell us a little bit about um, where you came from and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. I
1: started working for a consulting company, um, in the area of organizational change management. So working with companies that were undergoing some major change, uh, merger acquisition uh, process, reengineering, engineering or restructuring of the business, a big software implementation, anything that was changing the way the company did business, right? The people, yeah. process or technology. Um, and so doing the, the change management work, what happened was the, the company we worked for, a lot of times they would put a bid into a company here's a proposal for the work that we would do and if the client ever balked at the price of the the contract this company we work with would just get rid of the organizational change management piece of the contract to try to thin it down a little bit and we just felt frustrated that we what we do is very important you know helping companies and 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 people manage the change and, and come together after the yeah. change um, it, we felt it was so important that that we got frustrated all the times that we were taken out of the contract. So I told my wife, I, you know, I'm going to start my own business just to focus just on change. Yep. And she goes, well, good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> you know, I'm going to stay here where we have insurance and, and 401k and everything like that. Um, so I started ib 4 e and got my first contract. And about three or four months later, Lisa said, can I join the company? I was like, sure. So 2003 is when we started the company and we've been traveling all over the world, pretty much helping companies. So all around the US, Mexico, Canada, the UK, Europe. Um, But after doing that for about 25 years, getting on a plane every Monday and Friday, I thought, you know, I want to, I don't want to travel anymore. I want to focus on the part of this that I like, which is helping the executive team to be better leaders better communicators better decision makers yeah, so yeah. I decided to become a, a business coach and I started working with small small businesses
0: yeah and, and you know, for people that were just like you obviously things have changed since 2003 and you know you don't have to get on a plane and travel everywhere to be an independent consultant anymore although you know a lot of people still do and I know one of my neighbors uh is doing that because he works under the umbrella of a larger consulting company, uh, and he's he's not employed directly by them. He's still still self-employed, but he still really is beholden to them because if they don't win the contract, he doesn't mm-hmm. renew his contract with the provider. So I know you know every Christmas, and <laughs> why is it always at those important times of year? Right. You know, just you know, he's looking now and thinking, I hope they renew that contract. I hope it's renewed in November because. Yeah, otherwise in December, I'm going to have to start looking for another contract, another role. Um, And it's this feast and famine worry. Yeah, he's been very fortunate that this contract's been renewed for about three years now. But but I had a a guest on a podcast uh, probably about 50, 60 episodes ago. And when COVID hit, he lost all of his consulting contracts with one provider and had no income overnight. And that's such a worry, isn't it? And I know that's something that you help people with as as well. So is there anything that you would say to somebody that would shift their mind like Lisa's did? You know, you stepped out quite boldly, but for many people, they probably do feel a little bit like Lisa, where they, yeah, you know, good luck, I'm secure where I am, uh, etc. Is there any one thing you would say to them that, might get them to look at it in a different light if they are thinking about going independent.
1: Yeah. Well, like you said, I just, I didn't like the idea of somebody else having control over my career. Hmm. Um, They got a client and they would call me or email and say, you're going to this client starting Monday. And that was it. I had to go whether I liked it or not. You know, Um, I like having the the choice to do the things, focus in on the things. Like we said, the zone of genius, the zone of genius is, What do you really like to do and what are you really, really good at, right? Um, What does the world need and what are they willing to pay for? You know, where there's a, think of a Venn diagram where those circles come together. If you get what you do, what you are really good at, what the world needs, what they'll pay for, where that comes together, that's your zone of genius. And you can work in that, Uh, you know, you'll have a, number one, you'll have a great time. Number two, you'll, you'll make a good you know, life for yourself. And so that's what I wanted to do is just focus in on the organizational change management. And, um, I think a lot of, a lot of business people, professionals, they love what they do. They really like what they do, but they don't like having the decisions made for them, you know, instead of being pulled away to do other things, I think they, they want to work in that zone of genius. And that's what I try to help them do is identify exactly what that is. And then how do you market that? Is there a call for that? Is there a need for that? And then how do you go out and find those contracts?
0: And I think that's very important what you've just said there because I think the, the first two things people can probably work out on their own and that might be what encourages people to start thinking you know, I, I can do this more enjoyable I can use my genius in a better way uh, and because I'm really good at what I do but establishing that people want it and they're willing to pay for it and have the ability to pay for it is really the stumbling block for most people that are stepping out isn't it because That's that's the thing that many of us. You know, I I know when I stepped out to be self-employed, yeah, I'd never ever had to do marketing in my life. I'd never had to sell my services. Yeah, I worked in a construction company, and I was going to suddenly go off and set my own construction company up. Yeah, I never even gave it a thought of where's the work going to come from. Yeah, Uh, and I should have done really. So I was probably a little bit more like you. You know, I just stepped out and just got married, just bought my first house, and everybody said you're crazy. You know, you're crazy doing this. Um, but having that ability to to pay and, ha- and having the need for it is really, really important. And ha- where do people start with that? How do people discover where to go to get help with that? Do you think? I mean, I know it's something that listeners, of course, can reach out to you, and we'll talk about that in, sure. in, a, in a short while. Um, but what on earth do you do to even start thinking about do people pay for it and have a need for
1: it a lot of times it's looking out at the the job boards you know mm-hmm. go out to indeed or or simply hired go out to monster.com dice.com any of those and start searching for the work that you do and see if there's a call for it um I'll, you may find out that a company is getting ready to merge with another company you know if yes. that's something that you help with that that merger piece Start contacting people at that company. See if you're connected through LinkedIn, you know, to anybody who happens to work at those companies and start connecting with them and say, Hey, is there any way you can introduce me to this person or that person, yeah. you know, but it's, it's getting out there and looking and seeing uh, where, where your skills are needed.
0: Yeah. So don't, don't step out blindly. I think is, is what I'm hearing. Do your research, you know, and Absolutely. understand, you know, I always remember somebody when they were talking about uh, sort of, niches and niches you know that's really really important because if you're trying to attract 20 leads per week in a market that only has six companies that do the business then that's not good math by anybody's stretch of imagination good so tell us what you've been working on most recently and um, the sort of difference that that makes to one the people uh, that are affected by it but also the difference it's going to make to to you and to your business. One of the things I've been
1: working on is is putting together a boot camp for the people who want to become independent consultants. Maybe have thought about it. Maybe they okay. are an independent consultant, but they aren't really growing their business the way they they want to. Yeah. Um, and the boot camp focuses basically on three key areas: simplify, strategize, systematize. So simplify. What is it you do? Be very, very clear on what it is you do and what you won't do, right? To mm-hmm. so really uh, focus in on that zone of genius. So what do you do, who do you do it for and why? Um, the strategies, there's, there's different strategies that you need in business. Uh, you need a, uh, a customer or client acquisition strategy. You need a you know contract type strategy. You have to have those strategies in place to know how to uh, grow your business, right? Yeah. If you don't have i mean there's different ways to do different things whatever it is you want to accomplish there's there's multiple ways to come at that so put those different strategies in place to understand what it is you're going after and then systematize the business as much as possible put in those systems the the repeatable processes you know if you start this process the end result is uh, you know a new client or a new contract or, or something like that put those systems in place so that you don't have to make it up as you go along have those systems ready to to roll so that you know if a an opportunity comes up here's how I respond to the opportunity here's the the contracts or the work documents that I need to put in in order to um, acquire that that client yeah. so simplify strategize systematize
0: why why choose the word boot camp you know um, for different people that will mean different things you know for me you know, I think about the gym and the boot camps that they do, where it's uh, it's quite intense. You know, if, you, if you've if you fallen behind on your fitness and you want to get fit quick, uh, and you want to be top of your game quick, then that's what I associate with boot camp. Is that the kind of format you're talking about? Just tell us a little bit more about why you chose the word boot camp in that format, perhaps.
1: Yeah, there's a, a lot of work. And like you said, if you want to get started, why drag it out over months? You know, yeah. let's do this in 12 weeks. Let's put a plan together and and actually cover all the main areas of the business. It's a boot camp. It's not summer camp. You're not going to have a good time, right? And, <laughs> and painting pictures and things like that. You're going to work because every week there's something else that we need to do. There's uh, things that you need to accomplish. Goals we'll set for you and then yeah. uh, be held accountable each week to get those things done. So over the 12 weeks, we talk about setting up your business. If that's something you still need to do um, the legal aspects, I have people I can put you in touch with the, uh, make sure you form the right type of of business entity uh the branding where do you go to find the contracts how to get your own contracts together um non-disclosure agreements and things like that that you need for business so we cover every aspect all the things that i learned the hard way (laughs) yeah i try to put it together in in a 12-week boot camp where people can actually start and yeah. and go through and get things done. If you've already got your business started, that's fine. That'll give us more time to work on some of those other areas. Yeah. But the goal is to get you up and running and get that first contract
0: and get you out yeah. working in your zone. And as you were talking there, Holland, one of the things that came to my mind is you know I, I remembered doing a you know a couple of boot camps uh, and I've been on one of your boot camps uh, in the past as well. So you know I'm a big big fan of your format and and the way you take people through the boot camps and. Listeners, if you're thinking about uh, reaching out to Holland about his boot camp, I can certainly say, um, yeah, it's it's manageable, it's educational, uh, but it is hard work and you've got to put work in. But I think that the most important thing with boot camps for me, that 12 week of intensity, a bit like the gym and the fitness, is great. But if after week 12, you go back to week 13, and you just drop off back to everything that you were before. Then you're just going to slide back, aren't you? So it's important to keep some kind of accountability or some kind of access to information uh, there, because if you don't, then it's it's yeah. My opinion is it probably drops off. Is is that something that you've worked out in the boot camp as well? I'd be interested to see how you handle that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Because that's something that has been frustrating for me. You know, you you join a program, you go through the so many weeks, and then crickets, everything just stops. And if you don't keep up with it, it just falls apart. What I want to do with this 12 week bootcamp program, um, all the documentation, the, the course, the videos, everything that goes into that bootcamp will be available for lifetime. So people can join the bootcamp, go through the 12 weeks, but then they have access as often as they want to the recordings, to the documentation. They can jump on a a Q and A type call. With yeah. me once a month to try to keep up with that because I know it's, it's difficult. You go through that 12 week; it is difficult. Yeah, you got to keep up on it. And after you get that first contract, you may let the thing, the other things, kind of slide off. When it's time to yeah. re- get, regain a, a new contract or, or come up with a new contract, they can come back in, look at the documents, look at the videos, and and get back up to speed on it again and
0: stuff. So yeah, pay once, lifetime access. Yeah. So it sounds like you've really taken everything that you've done uh, all those years ago, and you have now put them into your zone of genius uh, into into the bootcamp, which is great for those people that want access to it. Is there anything that you have learned or taken away as part of that process of putting this this thing together?
1: Hmm. As far as being an independent, it's a, it's a numbers game like anything else is. You have to put yourself out there, yeah. um, brand yourself, make sure you're very focused on exactly what it is you do, and try to make those connections. A lot of people have great connections on their on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, use those I, connections. And, and I know okay. you've I'm been talking. you know thinking about what you've done and what you've learned. I've, I know you've spent quite a bit of time and a bit of effort uh, with a team making those connections on LinkedIn as well. Do you, do you find that LinkedIn is a good place to go to get that sort of connection?
1: Yeah, for the independent consultants, I think it's it's good. I mean, you can probably find connections on on Facebook and other social media. I like LinkedIn just because you're dealing with the professionals on a professional level. Sure. Um, yeah, you build your profile to where you can yep. start, you know, gathering the the attention of people. Start making those connections and and talk about what it is you do. You know, part of this is is the branding. How do you get your name out there associated with your zone of genius the more you can post uh, the more you can comment uh share articles share you know books that you've read and things like that you start setting yourself up as that guru that person to to go to for information and uh yeah once you get that, that branding in place people start reaching out to you yeah
0: great and i know you and i have been working on this uh for some time and in, in different sort of uh um, areas it's it's important mm-hmm. to talk to the people that you're trying to attract as well isn't it because we don't yeah. want to talk and listeners i'd strongly encourage you to look at your own messaging you don't want to be talking to anybody or somebody because you get nobody you know right your, your message your everything that you say your stories your posts have got to be targeted to the people that you're trying to attract we can do a certain element of chumming the waters can't we but at the end of the day we want the, the the things that draw the right fish to the side of the boat
1: well, it depends on, on what your area is. If, if like i uh, got a friend, Christy, that I helped kind of get out there and start mm-hmm. her own independent consulting business. Her background, her work is in warehousing, uh, supply chain. So yeah. those are the type of people that she wants to connect with. If they're looking for her type of expertise, they're the ones who are gonna say, yeah, this is the person we want. If you offer something that is more on the HR side of business, human resources, start talking to human resource managers. Yeah you know, get in front of that audience that's going to buy whatever it is you're after.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in HR and your favorite hobby at weekends is basket weaving, talking about basket weaving all day long is not going to pull people that need HR closer to you, is it? It will show that you're a real person, but it's not going to help sure. draw those prospects to it. Now, uh, you mentioned your your friend there, uh, and I know we've spoken about her in, in the past, mm-hmm. but I think you've undervalued the difference that working with you achieved for her because i know you know she was very much at the, the early stages and just stepping out as an independent but you got some pretty incredible results uh for her didn't you um how how did she do in those first few months oh yeah awesome she had worked for
1: uh, the company she was with for 18 19 years was always the go-to person that they would reach out to whenever there was an issue with the warehouse or supply chain but when it came time for promotions and things, she always seemed to get passed over and she was getting frustrated. And Lisa and I were working with her on a, a project as consultants. And okay. so she asked, how do I, how do I get to do what you do? And so we talked to her through, here's how we started our business. Here are the things that we need to do. She had an opportunity to take a, an early retirement. So she took the severance package from the company and started her, uh, her corporation. She put out her, her name, Right. And yeah. got her first contract, negotiated her first contract. And then she called us and said, Well, I don't know what to do because this contract is getting ready to end in a few months. What do I do from here? So we talked her back through. She actually went back, um, uh, had a couple uh, conversations with the hiring managers at these different yeah. businesses. They offered her a little bit more than what she was making. She added on to that, almost doubled or tripled her her original salary. Right. And wow. she's been. Yeah, nonstop now. So yeah, just getting out there and, and knowing this is what I focus on and, and people will pay for that expertise.
0: Yeah. And she went out and found the contracts and she to the point where anybody out. listening to this could double or triple their salary that they're on now. They yeah, could. That's right? the kind that's the You're... kind of difference it can make and you get to enjoy it and you get to use that that skill, that ability that you have, that zone of genius. Yeah. Exactly. So, so if, if people want to, uh, I always ask this question, listeners, as you know, if people want to connect with you, Harlan, um, is there some way you want to send them to, particularly for somebody who perhaps is thinking about becoming independent coach or consultant or somebody who has stepped out and perhaps fumbling or perhaps they're retiring and don't want to hang their jacket up yet? I know, you know they're the sort of target people. Where would anybody listening to this that is in any one of those categories, where would they best be sent to? sure um you can always connect with me on linkedin um okay let's go out and
1: find there harlan hammock on on linkedin or ib4e coaching on linkedin um you can go to my website if you're an independent or considering independence Uh, you can go to my website that's ib4e-coaching.com forward slash independence there's a short video there independence Independence. correct yeah independence yeah um and then, yeah, just connect with me on LinkedIn if you have any questions or anything like that. Would love to hop on the call for you. And like I said, if let me know that you heard um, this on on Simon's podcast, Absolutely. and yep. yeah, give you a free give you a free hour of conversation. Let's just dive in and talk about what it is you do, what is your zone of genius, and how can, how can we get you out there. Yeah,
0: and you know, you mentioned right at the beginning your expertise in change and change management. So if if anybody is listening to this, whatever business is. Uh, you know, and say you and I have worked together for for a long, long while. If you are experiencing any form of change, I think as a as a global sort of business economy, we have never had so much yeah, change everybody. as the last couple of years, and we've probably got another twelve months of it to go with cost of living uh, and and other things, downturns, upturns, and opportunities uh, changing. So uh, yeah, definitely reach out to Harlan as well. So to find you on LinkedIn, it's Harlan, and just Spell your last name for us so the listeners have it and we'll make sure it's in the show notes as well.
1: Absolutely. The last name is Hammack. H-A-M-M-A-C-K.
0: Perfect, perfect. So if if you could give the, the listeners, and this, this could be something to do with leadership, it could be something to do with um, you know that zone of genius, if you could give the listeners one tip or one lesson to take away that they can do something with listening after listening to today's podcast, what would that be? Well, like you said, trying to be everything to everybody
1: doesn't mm. work. Whatever yeah. business you're in, you, you can't be everything, right? A, a, a specialist always makes more than a generalist. Yeah. So specialize. Find that area that the thing that you really love to do, the thing that you're really good at. Simplify, strategize, systematize, right? Focus mm. in on that area of genius. Put in the strategies you need to, to grow and the systems you need to grow and yeah. step out. Enjoy your independence. Right. Life's too short to uh, stay in a bad nine to five job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, um, as everything has happened in the world you know, in the two years prior to us recording this, I think so many people have realized that life is too short. You know, when you think globally, so many people have lost their lives who thought tomorrow was going to be a good day. And sadly, they never saw tomorrow. Yeah, you look at the, the wars that we have around the world. You know, here in Europe, we have the, the war in Ukraine. You know, those people, 12 months ago, were looking forward to coming out of the pandemic. Um, you know, yeah. you never know what's around the corner. So, yeah, get that freedom whilst you can. Definitely, definitely. And again, Absolutely. I'm still very envious of your roaming there. And <laughs> so, Rome,
1: yeah, roam if you, if you can. there's A lot of companies are starting to embrace the remote workers. So, Yeah. Yeah. See if that's something that that you can do and definitely do it. We have a website that we started on roaming. If you're interested in learning more about roaming and where to go, Uh, the website is called
0: liveworkroam.com. Wow. Great. Definitely have a look at that. But the most important one is the website we can go to to find out more about independence. So we'll we'll make sure that's in the show notes. So hold on. If you're going to have that next coffee, Uh, No Mm -hmm. matter what the coffee is, it might be a death wish coffee. I've had a few people that have mentioned that in the past. I've never heard of the one that you're drinking today. So that's the first for the podcast. But if you were having that next coffee and I'm not going to ask you a dream location because you're just going to make us jealous of where else you've planned to go. But if you could have that with somebody you've always wanted to sit down and have a coffee with, who would that person be? And if you could ask, one question: What would that question be? Hmm. Wow. Who would talk about be. This mm.
1: Who would I who would I want to sit down and have a coffee with? That's interesting. Um, it, it might be somebody like Simon Senek. I think I'd love to have okay. coffee with Simon Sinek. I don't know if he drinks coffee. He seems too calm but i think i would like to sit down with him i'm sure he probably does have... yeah um, just he has such a great perspective on and business and on leadership especially yeah. i'd love to
0: talk to him about his perspective on leadership and, and you know he, he is such a fascinating character and i know he's done his ted talks and particularly the book you know for me starting with the why uh, is still yeah. one that i use with every single client every single coach that i work with you know you've got to get to that why you know we've talked about to simplify, the strategize, yeah. uh, etc. You know the most important thing as you found was the why, isn't it? You know, getting that right. purpose behind what you do. So uh, so that would be great. Um, did you give us a question that you'd ask him or did I miss that? I was probably just stilling all that you've mentioned no, Simon just... Sinek. So what would you what would you ask him? If you could ask him one question, what would that question be?
1: Well uh, on the podcast sorry, I asked you know uh, the courage to lead. I ask about you know what types of courage are important for leaders, okay. And I might ask him what what he looks for in a leader. What, ah, okay, yeah, what
0: does he look for in a leader? Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. And of course, he's on my wish list of the books that's behind me as well. So I'd love to have Simon Sinek as a guest on this podcast. So if anybody knows Simon Sinek who is listening to this. An introduction and let's let's ask him that question. If I get him on the podcast, Arlen, I'll, I'll make sure you're a guest on it as well. And you can ask him that, that question. What does he Perfect. look for in, in a leader? Um, you've been an amazing guest. You've you've shared so much, you've given us some insights into that zone of genius and how we can best use it as well. As I think a lot of help for people listening to this who might be on the edge of stepping out to be independent consultants, coaches, or perhaps they're just Want to make a different choice with how they live uh, and how they they roam and how they work in their life. So I think you're giving us a good couple of things to think about there. Uh, and just reminders of the website that consultants can go for independence.
1: Yep, my website is ib4e-coaching.com forward slash independence. Yep, and the four is a number four. So correct. Yes, yeah, so letter I, the letter yep. B, the
0: number four the letter E coaching.com yep. forward slash independence. Go independence. Thank you for so much for being a guest. Thank you for sharing some great tips and uh, making all of us a little bit envious about where you're traveling and how you're traveling. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been fun.
1: Thanks, Simon. Appreciate it.
0: And listeners, now, you know, you only have two opportunities to do something with today's podcast. The first one is to leave us a review. Tell us what you thought about the episode. Tell us what you learned from the episode. And the second thing is to go out there and look at what Harlan shared with you as a tip. Now, there's so much to take away, but do something with what you've heard in today's podcast and let Harlan know when you reach out to him where you heard it, where you uh, probably realized that there was a lesson to be learned and you know share with him. You know Connect with him on LinkedIn and share with him what you took away from today's podcast, and most importantly, what you did with it. And as always, I look forward to having you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.